welcome to Per Contra with Tijuana and Squint. Hey everybody, welcome back to Per Contra with Tijuana and Squints. I'm Squints. With me as always is my co-host Tijuana. And this is the podcast where we take a deep dive and scrutinize some of Hollywood's creative talents and we promote some of yours as well. So the thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, actually, um, the last couple episodes we've talked about movies at length. Um, we've talked about like live action adaptations, some that we did and didn't like. And then we've also talked about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the fact that we both kind of take issue with a lot of things in that expansive movie series. And today I wanted to talk about something that kind of encompasses the conversations we've already had, but is a little more... I guess not serious, but like, you'll get it when I start talking about it. So basically, when I was growing up, nerd culture was not at all what it is today, right? Um, I've worn glasses since I was like seven years old, and so I always just kind of by default looked a little dorky, and like being a nerd was nerdy. You know, I didn't play sports, and everyone else played sports, and I was into like Ben 10 and Batman cartoons and stuff versus, you know, watching football or whatever with my dad. And so I, well, not that I got made fun of a lot, but I did a little bit, you know. Um, and I mean, we grew up in the same area or not area era. Um, and so I'm sure you experienced some of that too, being a kind of dorky kid, like we've talked about before. Yeah, absolutely. I uh I have um lots of memories of kind of trying to figure out how to I guess express my interest in certain things. Um we talked about in a previous episode that um I used to stay up late watching um anime dubs on Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. And I really didn't ever have an outlet for someone that I could talk to about that because whenever I would picture the conversation in my mind, it would always go sour. So, yes, I totally understand. Right. And I think nowadays we've seen this really big shift where nerd culture has become like this cool thing, right? And like... Everyone and their mom has either watched or heard of anime before. Everyone and their mom knows the Avatar The Last Airbender or Attack on Titan or, you know, everyone has a show like that, that when I was a kid would have labeled you as a geek or a dork. But now it's it's really mainstream. It's cool to be into stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, and part of me is like a little jealous that I I didn't grow up in this era where nerd culture was really cool. Um, it's great to be an adult in this culture because now that I have the confidence to just own the things that I like, right? I There are a ton of people that I can talk to about these interests because they have the same ones, right? Yep. However, 
despite nerd culture, like traditional nerd culture, um, being into high fantasy and sci-fi, Dungeons and Dragons has made this huge comeback uh, due greatly in part to shows like Critical Role. Um, but I think that if we really, really look at people, we really, really look at our society, even before the advent of popularity of traditionally nerdy things, I think we could say that everybody is a nerd, okay? And I, it just, you nerd out on different things, right? Yeah. Um. So I looked up, actually, I looked up the definition of the word nerd. And the first definition is someone who is foolish or contemptible person who lacks social skills or is boringly studious. And so that's your traditional depiction of a nerd, right? Uh, nerds that would appear in movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the kids with the high pants, the big old glasses and the braces that were just really dorky and weren't sociable, right? Yep. But I think that the definition that applies more today and to what I'm talking about is the second one, um, the verb definition that given in the Webster's Dictionary is uh, to engage in or discuss a technical field obsessively or with great attention to detail, right? And so based on that definition, you take someone who's like a huge football fan and has their favorite team and knows who's been drafted for the past 10 years or who's been cut from the team the past 10 years, knows all the stats of all the players, how many games they've won and follows that really religiously. Like they're a nerd, man. They're nerding out on, on football versus me nerding out on hunt showdown or something else. Right. Right. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And, um, what came to my mind actually, as you were talking about that was, um, Video games, specifically, because um, you and I grew up in a time where video games, I think, were making the transition into becoming like socially acceptable and cool. Um, whereas uh, a couple of those other things that you mentioned, such as Dungeons and Dragons and anime, I think we're transitioning and making that um, making their appearance more after we were already out of high school and college and stuff that we would have been you know made fun of for or whatever and um i i the thing that came to mind was um the types of video games um when i was growing up i loved rpgs uh, japanese rpgs uh and and games like that where i feel like I wouldn't have been able to talk about with my friend. Well, I didn't because I was scared to. And, um, but then I also compare that to something like, like call of duty. You could, you know, one of the, like someone who's on the football team or something could have worn a hoodie that said call of duty on it and they would have been fine. You know, they, they would have dodged all, <laughs> all bullying. Um, right versus you it wouldn't wearing, have been a problem versus you wearing like a final fantasy 7 t-shirt or something yep yep yeah i totally agree and i think i think that it's really cool that now there is more mainstream acceptance of these things that traditionally were looked at as like a like lesser hobbies 
right? Or, or lesser art forms even in just the past like 10 years, you know, um, it's not been, it's not been as cool to dive really deep into a TV show or a movie, um, until recently like i mean a lot of the greats as far as like filmmakers go have come out of the past 50 years but when film first began it wasn't it wasn't as prestigious i would say an art form as something like painting or drawing or even being like an athlete or a public speaker right mm-hmm. there was less less respect, less regard given to that medium of entertainment uh, than others. And so I think it's really cool that we're seeing this kind of uh, shift in perception where not only is it cool now to like those things, but you can make a living doing those things the way that people can make a living playing football now. I think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. I, uh, there's many times in my life where I've been thankful to live in the time period that I do just because of things like that. Um, and I would say that the biggest contributor to that is kind of the global culture that comes from the internet and being able to find a community no matter what it is that you're quote unquote nerdy about. Um, and so, you know, people are able to come out of their shell a little bit and, um, you know, understand and be okay with who they are because, you know, they're able to relate to, to someone about it. Oh, sure. And I think um, social media has played a huge part in kind of normalizing these uh these interests right especially places Mm -hmm. like reddit where you can find a community of people around literally any piece of media or entertainment that exists even if it's a small community of like five people there's one that exists out there right right yep and it's stuff like that it's this this shift in perception that allows you and me the opportunity to start a podcast like this, right? Because I know that there are enough people out there in the world that care about movies and TV shows and music and books more than just like surface level entertainment who would appreciate having a place where they can go to listen to people take deep dives into those things that they are interested in. (laughs) And I don't know that we could have done the same thing 10 years ago, you know? Right. And the the climate now is what allows us to, to kind of do this, to have these conversations. And the climate now, I think, also is the reason that a lot of people are thinking deeper about some of the movies that they watch. And it's also motivating directors to make an effort to write meaningful stories, right? And direct movies that have messages or morals to them versus something purely for entertainment. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, um, And I guess just to, 
to stab a little bit deeper into this, I, um, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking like, um, about the, the shift in culture and being able to kind of, I guess, be yourself a little bit more, not having to fit a certain mold of society. And then, um, you know, having us who are kind of in the transitional period of all of that, um, it kind of creates like, like, I guess you could say like, we're kind of like the boomers of, of, you know, that, that change, that, um, that shift. And because, you know, we're, we, we experienced the before, during and after of it. And, um, and so I, I definitely have encountered all kinds of people who have their different opinions on that, on those kind of things. And it can create a little bit of like, I guess you could say stoicism for certain, um, uh, you know, back in my day type of stuff of like, you know, oh, back in my day, like only the true fans knew about this show or, oh, kids these days, they only, they only watch the mainstream animes or things like that. And so it, it, I guess, even though it is creating a good environment for like, um, us to all be different together, it, um, it also has kind of, in my opinion, creative, uh, a bit of like divisiveness among like, um, boomers and zoomers, I guess you could say of like these types of, uh, of these types of media or these types of nerdy things, um, where like, I, I did that before it was cool type of attitude. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So I totally agree with you. And I think it you bring up a really good point um, that like nowadays, because it's everybody likes these um, these movies or these shows, right? Like take take the Marvel movies, for example, right? Mm -hmm. If those had started coming out just a little bit earlier, I don't know that they would have caught on as much as they did. Um, but now everyone knows them. Everybody likes them, right? Even if you don't read the comic books, you know the Marvel movies, you like them, they're bombastic, they're fun, everybody's seen them, right? And so, you know, in like the early 2000s, the conversation was more, oh, you like this or you don't like this. You watch this or you don't watch this. Now, I think the conversation is, I like this more than you and my background knowledge of like subtle nuanced information about this movie is going to prove to you that I like it more than you and that I care about it more than you. Right. And so there's yeah. still this like weird divide and some contradiction among the fan base some like divisiveness in the fan base, but the conversation is different instead of being like, Oh, you're I'm I'm going to shun you because you you watch that and that's weird. Now you almost get shunned if you're not like a super fan by certain people, right? Like if you can't tell them every little thing, like if you're if you're the guy that doesn't know that Vigo Mortensen broke his toe kicking the helmet in that one scene in the second <laughs> Lord of the Rings movie, if you're if you're the guy that doesn't know that, you're a chump, 
right? And you're like cast out from from the super fan group because you're the guy that doesn't know that, right? Yeah. And like when when the Lord of the Rings movies first came out, it was enough that you liked and enjoyed the movie to be friends. Like that was that was enough. But now you've got to speak the black speech to be considered a fan of the movie, you know? And I think that shift is crazy to me. Yeah, it's definitely turned completely on its head and it's fun to be a part of those conversations. Um but it can be a little bit intimidating too. I understand where you're coming from there because um the example that came to my mind um, isn't necessarily about media or nerdy things, but um, while I was in high school, it became cool to wear like band tees and um, just you talking about that conversation just brought uh, this back to me where someone would be wearing a band tee, um, you know, they'd be wearing a, a t-shirt like a really popular one was Nirvana. And then, you know, your acquaintance or whatever classmate would be like, there's no way that person even listens to Nirvana. They don't know anything <laughs> about Nirvana. I know about I know about Nirvana. I'm the Nirvana fan, you know, and so it's kind of like, and so, yeah, it totally has created this like like fan culture where like, you know, if you're not a true fan, I don't want you around because I can't have like big brain conversations with you about like the things that we like like you're just a simp you're a casual fan casual <laughs> gamer and you know it's not it's not as fun for like um the diehards to to conversate with you so yeah i i like that point totally and i think i, I mean i'm definitely guilty of falling into the crowd of the uh the super fans right that are kind of looking down on the newer generation of fans right generation not necessarily referring to like an actual generation like you know the children of my peers but just like the new the new wave of fans that is coming along after i've already been into something take for example um 21 pilots has blown up in the past like five to six years and I've been listening to them since their first album in 2013, 2012, something like that. Even there, I'm showing that I'm not as much of a super fan as I, some people think I probably should be because I don't know when that album came out. <laughs> but when they started getting on the radio and everyone's like, oh my gosh, have you heard of 21 Pilots? I was like, I was like, dude, have I heard of 21 Pilots? I've been listening to them since before you could walk, right? <laughs> like, shut up. I know 21 Pilots and you don't deserve to like them because I liked them first. Like, I was that guy. You right. Know? Um, or like Sriracha, the hot sauce. This is a weird one, but the hot sauce has blown up over the past five years. Everyone's eating it now. Everyone and their mom loves it. Growing up in an Asian household, I've been eating that stuff since the 90s, man. Like that's been a staple of my life. And so when I was 18 and people were like, oh my gosh, you need to try this hot sauce. I was like, dude, you don't like... I have multiple <laughs> bottles of that in the fridge at home. Like that's always been there. And so there have been countless different things in my life where you have this, this shift from like, oh my gosh, you like that too? To now that it's mainstream, you're like, oh my gosh, I liked that first. You suck, you know? 
Yeah, and I will. I I do want to add to that that there, like the boomerness, I guess you could say, does play like a part of that. I think because, um, the original, I guess, nerds, you could say, had to kind of, they had to be different. They had to work for it in a sense, and so I guess. Um, I shouldn't just say they, I should say me, you know, I had to, I had to work for that a little bit. And so I see where the sentiment comes from. Um, I try to push it away because I, I want to be accepting and I want to say, you know, this is a good thing. And like we talked about earlier, this is a good direction for society to be going because we want people to be accepted for like whatever their nerdy thing is and, um, be able to find community in it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, for me, I had to, I had to feel guilty about that stuff. And now you get to walk around with it all over your t-shirt and backpack and be cool because of it. And so it, it feels, yeah, I feel a little bit jealous or, um, maybe a little bit like cheated that like I had to like be, you know, a closeted nerd for my whole life until now. And you just get to like, enjoy it um openly and so maybe and so maybe that's where it comes from a little bit where people um aren't just trying to uh, position themselves above one another because they you know they want to be a cooler fan but maybe they just feel like they they had to work a little bit harder for their fandom than than uh, the quote-unquote newer generation that you're talking about right and i think it's really poignant to refer to this uh like older generation of nerds like like our generation and even even like my dad's generation right like he grew up in the 80s and so it was really unpopular to like D&D because people still thought back then that if you played D&D you were trying to summon demons in your basement right and so I think it's poignant that you call those generations of nerds like boomers, like the nerd boomers, right? Because I find it really interesting that like millennials and Gen Zers and Gen Xers and Gen whatever, I don't even know all the names of them, but it's it's really interesting to me that they're constantly complaining about how boomers are lecturing them about how they never have to work for anything and how hard work uh, begats success and they're constantly being gaslighted by their parents and grandparents the boomers and yeah we we complain about it and then we sit there and gaslight nerds for not being into stuff before they were born you know what i mean and like we, we get <laughs> we get mad at them for something that's completely out of their control like it's not their fault that nerdy stuff is cool if it's in if anything it's our fault we're the reason that this newer generation of nerds doesn't need to hide what they love doesn't need to um feel like an outcast because they love stranger things right like yeah. we are the generation that made that possible just like the boomers made it possible for us and then we're sitting there and gaslighting them just like we complain about being gaslighted by the generation that came before us right i just find it really interesting that that's what happens um, and like, as we draw closer to the end of this episode, I guess the whole point of this conversation would be that if we want to keep the strength of this kind of general nerd community going and we want to keep running strong and we want more and more acceptance and inclusivity and more and more content for us to consume and enjoy, 
we gotta leave each other alone, man. Like, just be nice. Let let people love what they love. And regardless of if you liked it first, who cares? Regardless of who likes it more, who cares? You know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. There's fun conversations to be had about the the intricacies of your favorite things. Um, but if to go back to what I said earlier, if someone's wearing a Nirvana t-shirt because they think Kurt Cobain looks cool, then that's and you are just a super hardcore Nirvana fan, then, you know, you could just say it in, to yourself, like, props to them for wearing a Nirvana shirt. They probably know nothing about the band. But, you know, that's great. Maybe I'll go tell them they have an awesome shirt and that I'm a big Nirvana fan. And, you know, we can have a fun little surface-level conversation about it. And, um, yeah, I think that that's... Uh, definitely a good point to to bring up as we come to the close because i think that's kind of potentially the reason why you wanted to spark the conversation is uh to to help us all just sit back and think about a little bit like um go back to our roots a little bit and and think about like okay how did how did i get here who do i have to thank for um the these things that i enjoy um but also uh, how can i how can i make whatever community that i love or whatever my nerdy thing is more enjoyable for someone else right like the whole point of like evolution and progression is that future generations don't need to go through the same stuff as past generations right like that that's the whole point and so you take the guy who's wearing the nirvana shirt just because he thinks Kurt Cobain is cool looking, bond over that. Bond over the fact that you both love Kurt Cobain. It doesn't matter that the only Nirvana song that he knows is It Smells Like Teen Spirit. Let it go. Bond over what you can agree on instead, and maybe it will motivate them to go learn more about Nirvana and really appreciate their music at its core, right? But if you have a negative interaction, that will never happen. And so the whole point of the conversation is just like, look at where we've come and where we're going, where we could be, and let's make an effort to propel us that direction rather than stagnating us because we feel like it's unfair that someone else didn't have to pretend they weren't a nerd when they were a kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And... um to get you all involved in this conversation, I um, wanted to ask a question, um, and it it is simply just, what is your nerdy thing? What is the thing that you're most nerdy about? And um, I thought it would be fun if we answered that question as well. I think that we might have uh, two or three things, um, considering um, how <laughs> much we've talked about um growing up as nerds um but yeah I, I thought it would be fun for us to answer the question and then have you guys answer the question as well so um Quince, what would be your what would be the first thing that comes to your mind when when i say what's your what's your nerdy thing oh geez so i think like you said i've got more than one i don't think there's any way that i could say i just have one thing um one of my big ones is one that we've talked about today already like dungeons and dragons i 
depending on how many groups I have running, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons two to three times a week, you know, um, I've been the dungeon master before I've been a player. I love both roles and it's just a, so much fun to kind of inject yourself into this fantasy world that you can do all these fantastical things in, right? Um, my other big one is hunt showdown. It's, it's, a relatively small game now. I, I I wouldn't call it indie by any means, um, but it's still small when you compare it to things like Call of Duty and Apex Legends. Um, for those of you who haven't heard of it, I highly recommend looking it up if you're into shooters, and especially if you're looking for a shooter that's intense but not so like, fast-paced and like gimmicky the way that Call of Duty and Apex Legends are. Um, I've been playing that since beta. I, I played it on a free weekend on a whim and I fell in love with it. I immediately bought it and I've been playing it since early access um, and I've watched the game grow and it's been so great. And I know it's not my baby, but I feel like it is because I've played it for so long and I'm not good. I'm not good at it. Like way less hours than a lot of people, way lower skill ceiling than a lot of people, but I keep coming back because it just draws me in. And I I could talk about the game for hours, like every in and out of every mechanic, hours. I nerd hard for Hunt Showdown. We'll have to get into that conversation a little bit more later now. I'm interested. Yeah. So what are yours? Um. So first thing that came to my mind was um, fighting games. I'm a super big fighting game nerd. Um, from just about every series and franchise, I can tell you all about each of the games and the nuances and frame data, um, com- competitive players, backstories of the characters, everything about fighting games. I absolutely love. So let me ask um, you this then. Are you a Tekken guy or a Street Fighter guy? Oh, that's... We should we should make an episode about <laughs> Street I mean, Fighter versus Tekken, but they're pretty um, different. But I I'm curious, right? To hear you. Um, uh, I have to say Tekken, just because of um, especially since we're on the inner nerd topic, and I can tell my little story. Um, when I was really young, probably eight years old, um, I was in san diego and i was visiting my grandparents and they they took me to an arcade and it was the first experience i had with a real true arcade i'd been to arcades before with a few cabinets and you know mini golf and stuff like that but um getting the true arcade feel was just like a sensory overload for me as a little kid and I I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. It it was it, it was an, like an experience that I'll never forget. And um, the first cabinet that drew me in was uh, an old an old Tekken three cabinet, and um, I played the crap out of that game. I thought the characters were so cool, um, how they looked and felt, and just being able to enjoy something on a childhood level. Those kind of things that create nostalgia. Um, it's what's made me stay a fighting game fan for so long. That stage where you just are a kid and, you know, you don't worry about, like, 
if you're going to be able to make a competitive future or if the time you're putting into the video game is going to be worth it at the end of the day or if your friends are going to think you're cool for doing it you just you're just throwing paint at the wall to see what the colors do and and that's that was my first experience with tekken so i I have to say that i'm a tekken guy even though i do love street fighter cool yeah way cool well so um let us know about your nerdy things and maybe we can um relate to you guys a little bit and have some of those deep conversations about those things if you guys are fans of um, fighting games or dungeons and dragons you can also let us know about that and we'd be happy to um discuss your hot takes and um maybe have some uh boomer only conversations about them yeah we'd love to hear um your guys's opinions whether that's that we should include this newer generation of nerds or totally shun them you know i want to know what you guys think uh, send us an email. We'll put our email in the description of the episode so that you guys can have access to it. But we look forward to hearing from you and we've had a great time talking with you and we'll see you next time. See you guys.